Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. With us today on Catholic Baltimore are Bill Baird and John Matera. Bill Barrett is Executive Director of Management Services and Chief Financial Officer for the Archdiocese of Baltimore. John Matera is the Archdiocesan Controller. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. So we're talking today about the Archdiocesan Financial Report for Fiscal 2017, the year that ended last June. Tell us a little bit about the process of auditing and review that goes into that report. The financials that we have are uh, a combination of several different sectors of the, of the Archdiocese. So we have uh, our main sector is the Central Services Group, which uh, uh, primarily it supports all the parishes and schools. But we also include uh, the insurance operations, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, again, all of our um, employees' uh, benefits are through are centralized through the insurance operations. Uh, also included in our uh, annual audits is our Embracing Our Mission Capital Campaign, our Archbishop Annual Appeal, um, our Partners in Excellence uh, program that for uh, um, inner-city uh, school uh, tuition assistance, and our Child Nutrition program. So all of those things uh, go into the audit, and we have an annual audit by uh, Grant Thornton. So that's an outside agency that does the audit. And then once that information comes back, is it reviewed by uh, some key organizations here, the Board of Financial Administrators, the Board of Consultors, those kinds of things? Yes, we have uh, a lot of different boards that review it. Um, On an annual, or on an ongoing basis, we have the Audit Committee of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. uh, And the um, Board of Financial Administration receives the, uh, the final audit, the auditors, um, talk individually with the uh, board of uh, 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 board of financial administration, as well as the priest consultors, um, as well as with the uh, archbishop himself. Mm-hmm. And everybody then, by the time this is ready to report, they're all comfortable with the fact that these numbers are being reported accurately and and responsibly. Correct. Yes. Excellent. So, what are the highlights of this year's report? Highlights of this year's report are we had a good year. I think uh, as a lot of things in our economy have been benefiting from the uh, improvements in the stock market, that certainly helps with our investments, specifically in our insurance programs and in our pension plans, which are the biggest investments that the Archdiocese has. Uh, Additionally, we've had seen improvements in offertory in our parishes, which obviously helps with our uh, financial support. Um, Obviously, very, very grateful for the uh, benefits we get from our donors, uh, Mm -hmm. done very well. We're coming to the end of the the Embracing Our Mission campaign, which uh, uh, we had the last couple of parishes do their campaigns this year, uh, and uh, those things are reflected positively in the uh, the financials as well. So all in all, uh, a good financial report. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the Embracing Our Mission is coming to an end, you've already started dispersing some of the funds that have been collected over the last few years, right? We've been intentional about making regular allocations to the specific case elements in the Embracing Our Mission campaign from the beginning. So 
as cash came in, the idea was to try and deploy that in the best way possible. When the campaign is all done, Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to do a full accounting uh, for the Archbishop and for the various bodies, the Board of Financial Administration and the consultors, uh, as well as other other parts of the Archdiocese to to reflect the the success of the campaign, but also the great initiatives that were a result of it. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges from that fiscal year that just closed? continues to be a challenge, even though offertory continues to be a positive trend. You know, we we, uh, we continue to spend a lot of energy on the Archbishop's Evangelization Program, the Light Brightly Visible. Mm-hmm. Um, that continues to be something that develops and grows that we've uh, we've embarked on uh, the new pilot uh, group of pa- uh, pastorates, as, we're, as he's calling them. Um, that's going to be an, an important change in what we've done in the past. Uh, certainly will have some financial impact because of the investment made to improve the evangelization programs around the diocese. I think that's a major one. The other big challenge is schools. We mm-hmm. had to close a couple of schools last year, which is never a, 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 a great ex- exercise from a, a, a community standpoint. But from a financial standpoint, it's the, the, uh, the intent is to try and get us in a better financial condition to support the schools uh, that, that remain and continue to invest in the schools and do the good work of Catholic education around the diocese. What are some of the biggest sources of revenue for the Archdiocese? John, can you tell us about that? Sure. Our, uh, our, the primary uh, source of income is what we call cathedraticum assessment, which is a, uh, a calculation on all the parishes in terms of the uh, unrestricted income that they receive. So primarily um, um, offertory income. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is assessed at uh, various uh, it's a step levels, so the mm-hmm. smaller parishes are taxed uh, mm-hmm. a little less. But that that's our primary, and that's what we try to keep our budget within. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, a very important uh, parish. Um, and there are other sources, though. I mean, some of those. Uh, the other sources that we use are um, the annual appeal is 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 critical. So the, the annual right. appeal brings in money that. Uh, for our programs, for our evangelization programs, uh, uh, those areas. The cathedraticum tends to support more of the overhead type mm-hmm. um, things, things that every organization needs, accounting, legal, um, human resources. Heat for the buildings. You know. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, ca- the uh, annual appeal really goes then towards our, our ministries. Um, mm-hmm. And that focuses on the Archbishop's pastoral plans and priorities. That's why it's the Archbishop's annual appeal, because it really supports the ministry that he has in all the places around the diocese, right? Yes. Great. Um, When we get that money in, where does it go? How do we spend that? On the annual appeal itself? All the the revenue that comes in. What what are the biggest uh, categories of spending? Uh, well, our, our biggest category, as in most nonprofits, is going to be the labor that supports mm-hmm. these. Uh, so that's our, our number one. Uh, Got to pay for the people. The, the people and the things that are surrounding people. So the, the benefits are, are, are a very large part of what we provide and, and, and also our cost structure. So supporting each of the of the programs, uh, the various departments within the building, you have the Archbishop's uh, office itself, which mm-hmm. is made up of the vicariates and a lot of the support mechanisms that are specific to the Archbishop's, uh, you know, really day-to-day operations. You've got management services, which is fiscal uh, facilities, uh, risk management, IT, 
uh, and investments. Uh, and then you've got other departments like evangelization, development, human resources. I mean, these are major elements for the support right. of not only the core elements the archbishop needs to operate, if you will, the corporate offices of the, right. of the archdiocese, but the support for mechanism for our parishes. And it, that's a really key element because I would uh, submit that, the, that a lot of the efforts that the archbishop has certainly built here continue to reflect our ability to go outward and not only support parishes and schools, but also evangelize with parishes and schools, mm -hmm. um, which is obviously the key and highest priority the Archbishop has. Right, and certainly part of that would be the clergy personnel office, sure. the office of religious, the office of vocations, right. because we need workers in the in the field. You know, we we need priests and sisters and brothers and deacons and seminarians to really advance this mission as we go along. Correct, and and I think the uh, you know the support of those areas not only in the building from how uh, everything from how priests are assigned to the programs that are there to support them in their ministry and them as uh, as pastors and and uh, as uh, you know if you will mission workers in the field uh, is a critical critical element of, of the financial uh, structure of the arch of the the archbishop archbishop's corporate office. Mm -hmm. And that kind of work really is is done by you know some people who have been here a long long time and other people who have who have just joined the staff, but they're all really committed to advancing the archbishop's mission and the mission of the church, which is to create more disciples and bring more people to Christ. I think it's critical that when we as we go through the hiring process, it's a, it's a very strong element of the hiring process to have folks that not only are disciplined in their uh, in their area of expertise or the field that they work in, but also have a heart for the church and have a heart for the mission of the church. Um, not only, uh, you know, just believing in, the, if you will, the Catholic teaching, but taking a step further, but believing in the light brightly visible, being believing in evangelization and the mission of the church as it's directed by the archbishop. And I think that's a critical element, not only in in archdiocese like Baltimore, but in the church as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, and we see this, you know, everywhere from the way we're guided by our shepherd, Archbishop Lori, to the way the Pope is guiding the church around the world. Good to know. Well, after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk some more with Bill Baird and John Matera about the archdiocese's financial picture. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. With most students in the Archdiocese of Baltimore's 19 high schools extending their day with athletics and performing arts, many of those institutions continue to make investments on the facility front. With no place to expand in Maryland's capital, St. Mary's Parish and School in Annapolis continues to develop the campus of St. John Newman, its mission 2.5 miles to the north. A decade after it opened an artificial turf field there, St. Mary's dedicated an adjoining three-story team house last September. The 15,000-square-foot facility, which cost approximately $5 million, includes a weight room, laundry room, boys and girls locker rooms, and a team ministry room. Fifty years after it opened in 1966 in Severn, Archbishop Spalding began renovation of its Performing Arts Center, a project dedicated by Archbishop William E. Lorry during a liturgy in September. Lobby and exterior upgrades were part of a $6 million project that included LED lighting, an acoustic wall and ceiling system, modern sound system, and seating for nearly 1,200. A new stage floor and curtains were also added. Pat Brady, chairman of the religion department, built an altar adding that special personal touch. Ready for spring meets is the new track at Archbishop Curley High School. It's the final enhancement to the Curley Bowl, which includes a new artificial turf field for football, soccer, and lacrosse that was completed in 2016. 
a new $1.9 million scoreboard was also part of the project at the boys' school in Baltimore. And finally, five years after it moved from Frederick to Buckystown, St. John's Catholic Prep continues to develop a campus initially built for St. Thomas More Academy, a pre-K through eight now in Middletown. It will soon dedicate its $500,000 Della Plain Roca Team Center, a 3,000 square foot addition that includes a fitness center, boys and girls locker rooms, and office space. For more on these and other stories, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm Kevin Parks. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, the Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have the Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. The season of sacraments is nearly here. First Holy Communion, Confirmation, and Weddings. Visit the Baltimore Basilica, America's first cathedral, and stop by the gift shop for all of your gift needs. From beautiful frames to crucifixes and crosses, statues and one-of-a-kind rosaries, the Basilica gift shop has it all. Friendly, knowledgeable staff members can help you select the perfect gift. Also available, Baltimore's very own Mouth Party Caramels, locally designed hand-painted signs and jewelry, plus gifts for Easter as well as an extensive line of St. Patrick's Day items sure to bring out the Irish in everyone. Visit the Basilica gift shop at 409 Cathedral Street in Baltimore or call 410-727-3565 for hours and directions. Free street parking available directly in front of the Basilica between 9.30 and 4 p.m. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back and we're talking with Bill Baird, Chief Financial Officer for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and John Matera, Controller, about the Archdiocese's financial report for fiscal 2017. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about the work that the, uh, the Archdiocese does in a lot of different ministry areas. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, how much support goes to parishes and schools and how much support is for our senior priests and senior clergy. John, can you tell us about that? Well, on our senior priests and our clergy, that's an ongoing item, obviously, and uh, th that runs about $2 million a year um, for care in, uh, you know, all the way from retirement through the, the later stages of life and all the assistance is, mm -hmm. is uh, and that is growing where we have more more priests retiring each year, so um, that's an important element that we, of our, of our budget. Um, in terms of parish and school support, uh, it, it's significant. Um, everything we do, especially in fundraising, the only way it's it's going to be successful is if we have the buy-in and and uh, power of all the parishes and schools behind it. Um, so they tend to get a lot of th that the power share. So in all of our campaigns, for for instance, in our embracing our mission campaign, 
large amounts of the of, of uh, parish share is given to that. So overall, in that campaign, parishes have received about $28 million from that campaign from their parish share. So in addition to the campaign elements that we um, uh, are fulfilling, mm -hmm. the parishes have also received about $28 million. Uh, annually, on the annual appeal, um, we have uh, a very rich share on that. Um, and the parishes um, there receive about uh, $6 million of, of the $10 million that we have. So it's, it's uh, basically the better the, par the, the campaigns do, generally the parishes uh, do as the well. The parishes benefit yeah. from that as well. And then the schools, you know, you know, as another extension, we have a significant amount of support for our schools. Uh, and a lot of that's reflected in not only the operational support we have here in the building, but also in the fundraising support when it comes to things like Partners in Excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the, uh, the, the elements of this recent capital campaign were school-specific. Uh, and the extension of that to more direct school support uh, on the campuses of the schools has been really an important element of, of what, not only what we do every day, but what happens, as John said, with the, uh, with the campaigns at the Arch Bishop directs between the uh, the um, annual appeal, the uh, endowments that we have in the Catholic Community Foundation, the uh, Embracing Our Mission campaign, uh, the Partners in Excellence campaign, and the school assessment fee that we receive also from parishes. Uh, last year, we gave out about 4.4 million in tuition assistance alone. So it's uh, very significant. That is significant. Now, in addition to that, you also help parishes with their financial management, correct? I mean, you, you have uh, auditors and accountants who are able to go out to parishes and assist them. Um, how do you ensure that they're managing their funds well? What kinds of things are done there? Well, it, it starts with structure. So um, we, we have a, a decent structure in terms of um, financially. So mm -hmm. every parish and every school operate under a consistent chart of accounts, so we're able to you know, more easily understand their financials when we're looking at that. Um, we do have a group of auditors and a team of, of audit uh, professionals that go out and make sure that the parishes and the schools understand the charts, understand the, the internal controls that are necessary, especially around cash handling, mm -hmm. uh, around tuition handling. Uh, so we're, we're constantly trying to, to make sure that the, the main systems of, of revenue are, are understood by parishes, the controls that are there um, are also understood and being followed by parishes. Mm -hmm. And financial stewardship is the foundation of all of that. I mean, right. the, 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 way, the same way the Archbishop challenges us with the resources that come to central services are the same tenants that we challenge the parishes and schools with. Good financial management, good financial structure, uh, good financial leadership, uh, and making sure that they respect and understand you know, the, the generosity of the donor, the donor intent that comes with every dollar. Uh, I like to tell people, you know, this is a business where every dollar we have is raised. Mm -hmm. uh, and, we have, and we're constantly having to gift, raise more. Right. It's all a gift. It's all a beautiful gift. And, and, uh, and if we have that in our hearts and our minds, it, it not only connects us to that evangelization model, but it has us really think hard about how we make the most out of every dollar. Um, and I think that's a powerful uh, powerful message when you look at the uh, foundational elements of what the Archbishop has us doing. In November of last year, an organization called Voice of the Faithful, which you know calls itself a movement of Catholics concerned with transparency and accountability, uh, they reviewed the websites of 177, all 100, 177 archdioceses and dioceses in the country to gauge the accountability of financial principles. Using a 10-question scale, the group looked at whether diocesan financial information could be easily found and reviewed. 
their results were in, uh, very interesting, and the Archdiocese of Baltimore was in the top six, getting 55 out of 60 points on their on their scale. What's significant about that? I think the transparency piece is, is incredibly significant, not just for diocese, but the way our culture operates and, where, and how we, how we uh, operate our business every day. As I said before, you know, when you've got a business that really is uh, dependent on donors and dependent on meeting donor intent and fulfilling the missions that donors believe you've projected in your, uh, your mission work um, and that those dollars are going for that purpose is really important. Part and parcel to us as financial people is to make sure that people feel like they've got that transparency. So if you were to go online and look for things like our financial statements for central services, uh, how we use cathedraticum, uh, you know, how campaigns are going and how those campaigns are operated, um, it, it starts you know, in this day and age with, with a lot of the web presence and the ability of people to access that. But we also encourage folks to call us and, and with questions. And just like this report here on the radio, the, the report in the Catholic Review and online, uh, invariably we get a couple of questions from folks in, out in the field about you know, how we do business and how we do our financials. And we, we welcome that because I think that transparency is not just a, hey, great, you know, had a survey say we were good at this. Uh, John and I are constantly uh, talking to each other about how we get better at it and how you continue to have that transparency. Um, because I think the one thing we also learn is transparency a lot of times is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, and I think surveys like the one the Voice of the Faithful did reflect that. Uh, because we can think we're as transparent as we want to be, but if people can't get to that information mm-hmm. um, or can't access it in a way that they can understand, uh, then we are not doing the best job we can for the Archbishop to make that transparency available to them. I mean, I give John's team a tremendous amount of credit because they spend a lot of time and energy uh, keeping that fresh, keeping it new, and and having the information available to folks uh, when they need it. Now, the Archdiocese also has an ethics hotline that uh, allows people to anonymously report concerns about either finances at their parish or at a school or human resources concerns. John, has that been around for a long time, and what kind of reports do you receive? Do you check out everything that comes in? Well, um, it it has been around. It's been around for at least 15 years, um, and it's really the bedrock of of any institution, you have to have the ability for people to, to report, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they want to do it anonymously at some point. Um, but the uh, we do get, we get uh, a lot of financial items. We get a lot of HR items. Um, I myself, actually, because I'm part of the in- internal process, I don't get them, so I don't see mm-hmm. it in case people are reporting on, right. on our stuff. But, the, uh, but it does go to uh, um, outside people as well. So even if, if, if Bill was brought up on one, he would actually not see it, and a outside board member would actually see that. So there's a lot of controls um, within it, and, and really I think it's the, um, you, you have to have that. It's another strong support system that we have, and if you look at our parishes, you should see a lot of signs. What's one of our audit things is to make sure that it's visible, that parishioners can see it, that workers can see it, and you know it has been uh, used at least in the last 15 years. That's every, good. And every one of those items is rigorously researched, put to the right department that's in charge of that. The archbishop and the vicar bishops are all made aware of those those items. These are not things that we obviously take very lightly. We wouldn't have this system if we just kind of were going to, it's a nice place to have this. Yeah. Uh, I think all good organizations um, that, that value the, the, uh, the ethical nature of their business would have this type of uh, system in place. Uh, and it's helped us a lot. We've learned a lot from it. And uh, we don't get a ton of uh, in, in inquiries there, but when we do, they're usually something that is uh, very intentional and something we have to spend some time on. 
why are financial accountability and good financial management so important to the church? I would repeat that we have a donor base that is very dependent on us fulfilling the mission that the Archbishop laid out for us. And if the transparency and financial use of those dollars doesn't reflect what the donor intended, we have a really big credibility problem. And it makes it not only harder to operate the business, but to raise money in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's a really, really important thing that we are good stewards of the dollars and and also uh, uh, good reporters of how those dollars got used so that we can perpetuate the long and, and, uh, and storied tradition of the Catholic Church. Excellent. Thank you so much. We've been talking today with Bill Baird, Chief Financial Officer for the Archdiocese, and John Matera, the Archdiocesan Controller, about the Archdiocese's financial picture. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Thank Chris. You, Chris. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.